What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you were searching for me across the interwebs. And welcome back to a shiny new episode of this gaming-related podcast. I hope you're all having an awesome week slash weekend, depending on when you listen to this week's show. It's going to be a pretty jam-packed episode. We've got lots of gaming news that we're going to be discussing, and I'm hopefully going to try and cover all of it or as much of it as I can. That is the plan anyway. But let's just get straight into it. Let's get into what I've been playing slash watching this week because I've been playing some video games, specifically the multiplayer kind of video games because I did finish Yakuza 5 over the weekend and I enjoyed it very muchly indeed. I wasn't a huge fan about the ending. That is the one game that I've really had a problem with the ending that I've not had a great time with it. But I did love the game overall. I like the characters. I like where the story was going. I do hope that they tie it up a little bit better in Yakuza 6. But we'll have to wait and see until I get to that game. But I've been mainly focusing on Apex Legends and Overwatch this week. I've been playing the two corresponding events for those games. I've been playing the War Games event on Apex Legends. And by golly, is it a boring event. There is not really much to it. The event tracker is really sucky. And also didn't work for a brief moment there. Day one, for some reason, that the game mode broke the event tracker because you had to get kills and it wasn't counting kills. And if you wanted to get the badge that was on the tracker, then that would be a big problem indeed. There was also the problem with the game modes aren't exactly the greatest. The second chance mode was kind of rubbish, if I do say so myself. So that was the first mode that broke. So I was kind of happy to see that one go away. They then quickly replaced it with this regenerating armor mode, which I very muchly enjoyed. But they then replaced it with this other mode that was kind of like the armor regen but with health regen but in a specific circle point that I'm not a fan of. So that's what I've been playing. I've been playing a ton of Apex. I've got into Platinum now, so I'm finally in the Platinum ranked. So I'm going to be playing through this War Games event to unlock everything, and then I'm just going to disappear. I don't think I'm going to buy any of the skins because they are very lackluster this time around. So I think I'll be saving my money there and just keeping that in my wallet. On to Overwatch, though. I've been enjoying the Archive event more, but only because I like the skins and I want to unlock the skins. I will say I do have a problem with the way that they've done the event tracker or the weekly skins that you earn this time around because you actually have to play specifically the arcade mode but that doesn't actually count to your arcade wins for the week so then you have to then go play your nine games on top of that i'm not a huge fan of that i prefer the nine wins and then you unlock everything because then you get your arcade crates you then get your weekly skin and it's not a complete huge kerfuffle. I find that it's making me play more Overwatch, which I'm not really enjoying considering I've played this game since before launch. I played the beta when that came out on Xbox, so I'm not really having a huge fun time with the way that they've done this whole event. Hopefully they'll fix it in the future, but we'll have to wait and see for that one. But overall, there's not really a ton that I'm excited for in regards to the skins. They're just okay. I do want the Hayabusa Genji, I think that's what it's called, but I want that skin, but that's pretty much about it. So I can't see myself grinding it out too much. I might just do the archive event missions to then unlock the weekly skins and then just buy the Hayabusa skin. I think that's what's going to be happening there for me. Other than that, I've been diving deep into television. I've been watching a ton of TV lately over the past week and a bit. I think two weeks maybe. I've been watching My Name is Earl on Disney+. Plus. It's a sitcom. I've been enjoying my time with that. I'm on currently season four. I'm at the beginning of season four. I have dropped it a little bit over the last couple of days 
days because I'm trying to catch up with some other shows as well. For example, I'm watching Solar Opposite also on Disney Plus. I'm watching Invincible on Amazon Prime, as well as Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. And those are just things that I'm currently watching. There is other stuff there as well that I'm watching on week to week basis, such as Bob's Burgers, as well as Fresh Off the Boat. Those are both on Now TV that I'm watching them. There's just a ton of TV right now, so I'm not really diving too deep into video games as I would normally do because I'm trying to keep up with all these TV shows besides. So that's what I've been kind of focusing a large majority of my time, but I am playing a couple hours a night of these multiplayer games. Enough about me, let's get into the gaming news, shall we? Because there is a metric ton of it and we're going to kick things off with a possible remaster of Sonic Colors. Yes, you heard me right. So over the course of the weekend, a couple of listings were put online for a possible remaster of Sonic Colors. The first one came from the German voiceover studio known as IK Sample, which listed a Sonic Color remaster on their portfolio on their website. At the time of recording this particular episode, the website is currently in maintenance mode, so I can't actually see if it's still there or not. They may or may not have removed it by the time this episode goes live. There was another listing, though, that went up later on to back this up on a French retailer who I'm going to utterly and absolutely butcher, and that's so gamely, who confirmed that it would be coming to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch in 2021. This would make a ton of sense because it is the 30th anniversary of Sonic this year, so I have complete and utter faith in this being a possible thing or there being some form of Sonic game coming on later down the line. However, there is no official confirmation of this from Sega as of yet, so do take it with a tiny pinch of salt. Either way, though, I'm excited. I want another Sonic Mania game though. I want Sonic Mania 2. I don't want Sonic Colors so much. I want a Mania 2 and then I will be a very happy Sonic boy. Talking about being happy, Temtem is going to be adding a brand new region to the game in the form of the Chapanku Island. This is a brand new region coming to the game that is going to have some new Temtems for you to collect. It is going to be more themed around like Digimon rather than the main game being focused on Pokemon. So the type of Temtem that you will encounter will be electric slash digital in theme. These new digital Temtems, however, will have a weakness against water and electric types. On the other hand though, they will be strong against mental and melee types as well as having a resistant to the toxic type of Temtems. That's not the only thing that's going to be in this update though, because the first mythical Temtem will appear in a shiny new activity which is called Layers. Layers will be a 3-5 to five player activity where you will progress through your own paths with all resources shared between your party. It's recommended that your team of Temtems should be level up to at least level 50 for this activity. The update is available right now on PS5 and PC in the early access and it will be coming to the main game when it launches on Xbox Series X and Nintendo Switch later on in the year. When the game leaves early access that's when you'll be able to access this in those versions. I know I said access a lot, there was a lot of accessing but let's access something else and that is Fortnite because they're going to be having another shiny new 
crossover event for Horizon Zero Dawn and Tomb Raider. Epic Games and PlayStation have announced that Horizon Zero Dawn's protagonist Aloy will be coming to Fortnite in a brand new shiny new pack otherwise known as the Horizon Zero Dawn bundle. It's available right now, you can pick it up and it will include the Blaze Canister Back Bling, a Glint Hawk Glider as well as Aloy's Spear Pickaxe. The pack will also come with a Heart Rhizon emote, a Focus Effect and a Shield Weaver Wrap. Players on PlayStation 5, however, will get a bonus unlockable with an exclusive alternate Ice Hunter Aloy style for your shiny new skin. If you thought we were done, we most certainly are not, because they will also be adding two brand new exclusive limited time game modes to the game, as well as a PlayStation exclusive Aloy Cup Duos tournament on April 16th. So that one is uh, today, so yeah, sorry about that. Aloy will be teaming up with Lara Croft, however, in a special Aloy and Lara Croft duos event where each team will be comprised of the two heroines with their signature weapons. So that is a bow for Aloy and dual pistols for Lara Croft. This event will be running until April 18th so it's worth jumping in and playing it because it looks real good. You should check this out. I'm personally very excited to try this mode out. I have yet to try it and I may or may not try it over the course of the weekend. Another game I have yet to try, Life is Strange. But I might try it very soon with Life is Strange True Colors which is coming this September but let's talk about the free comic book prequel that is going to be coming because that has just been announced by the official Life is Strange Twitter account which confirmed that the comics publisher known as Dark Horse will be releasing an issue for free comic book day that will also contain a prequel story to the upcoming Life is Strange True Colors. Yes, I know that was a large reach and I know we had to go around some roundabouts but we got there. We got there in the end. Anyway, I digress. The issue will feature two all-new stories that will have the first one focused around characters from the original Life is Strange game Max and Chloe, but will also feature the prequels games Life is Strange Before the Storm's Steph Grinch. The second story, however, will include the first appearance of True Colors' main protagonist known as Alex Chen. Steph Grinch is also apparently going to appear in the new game, which will be seemingly a bridge between the first game and this latest game. The comic itself will be available on August 14th in all of the comic book stores that is participating in Free Comic Book Day. I'm personally kind of excited about this because I've not really played a Life is Strange game. However, this new one does pique my interest a little bit. If you do want to check out Life is Strange True Colors, it will be available on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Google Stadia, and PC on September 10th. Moving on to the world of Ubisoft is because the fine publisher has announced when it will be doing its next event and it will be coming for E3 2021 in the form of the Ubisoft Forward event. Details on this event are super scarce as you can probably tell but the announcement that they did post read as followed. Stay tuned for all the latest information about the lineup and announcements from our teams around the world. It's not difficult though to really speculate what will be at this brand new event. I've already got a list of games here written down in my show notes that I'll kind of go through now. 
I would expect details on games like Far Cry 6 because it currently does not have a release date. It is very indefinite and I think that game is going to be coming towards the tail end of this year. I would expect a Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline DLC trailer because that DLC is coming out in late June, which is what they've already announced. The Prince of Persia remake has yet to have many more details discussed about it since its delay, so I would assume that we see something in regards to this. Maybe they've changed the art style and made it a little bit better, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if they put that one in the oven a little bit longer to get cooked up and be more delicious than it originally was. And then there's obvious ones like Riders Republic that was announced last year, as well as an update on Rainbow Six Quarantine or Rainbow Six Parasite if that leak is to be confirmed. So I would assume that would be another one that we would hear about, unless they've shelved that game completely, which I don't think they would have. It is going to be interesting to see where they go with it after this recent pandemic. I don't know what's going to go on there, but it's going to be very cool to see where they go with that one. I hope we get that one shortly. Then I can see Ubisoft possibly ending the show with the apparent Star Wars game that they have in the works. That could possibly get some form of small teaser, maybe a title reveal or a character. I wouldn't see gameplay shown off just yet for that one, but maybe something could be there to get everybody hyped for it. And then hopefully my dreams are that Splinter Cell actually makes a return and we see something there, but we're going to have to wait and see on that front. Right now, though, Ubisoft has got some really exciting projects that could possibly be revealed in the future, so hopefully we see some really cool stuff coming from them at some point. And on to our last news story of the day, Capcom has announced that Resident Evil 4 will be making its return, however it's going to be coming to VR exclusively for the Oculus Quest 2. This was announced at the Resident Evil showcase that has just happened. Details on this are very slim again, but development is being handled by Armature Studio, who has previously created several VR titles that include such things as Sports Scramble, but is also working on a PlayStation 4 title right now in the form of Where the Heart Leads. Sadly, however, there was no release date announced for the game, but they did confirm that there would be more information at the Oculus Gaming Showcase event that is set to take place on April 21st at 11pm UK time so it might not be much longer until you see more on this game. So that's all of the gaming news for this week's episode however we are not done just yet because we have our final segment of the day and that is Ghost Box. Ghost Box is an ever-rotating segment where it's kind of like a loot box where you get something out of it but you don't get a ton of trash and it's free so that's very nice indeed. This week's Ghost Box is going to be the HUD. The HUD is your heads-up display of gaming news in a quick-fire fashion. It's all of the news and none of the fluff. So, this week we're going to be taking a large focus on announcing all the Nintendo Indie World Showcase games. However, there is going to be a few bonus stories here at top. So let's go through it as quick as possible as we can. We're going to kick things off with WWE 2K22 because it was announced at WrestleMania 37. No release dates on that one. Genshin Impact will be arriving on PlayStation 5 on April 28th and it comes with two new characters as well as you'll be able to create your own house there. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids DLC has been delayed from late April until May 13th. Nintendo has revealed a shiny brand new Switch Lite and it's coming in blue and it will be available next month. 
specifically in May. Here's the list of all the games that was announced at the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. There's a ton, so we're just going to read off them as quick as possible. Hindsight, Road 96, Aerial Knights Never Yield coming May 19th with a demo out now. That one looks cool. Last Stop coming in July. The Longing available right now. Ollie Ollie World to release this winter on all platforms looks very cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge gets a new trailer. Chris Tales coming July 20th. Gets a Fuma Den and Dying Moon has been announced. Aztec Forgotten Gods coming this fall looks very rad and also coming to other platforms. Skull the Hero Slayer is launching this summer. Art of Rally. Kiwi is going to be coming in August. The House of the Dead remake has been announced. Very nice indeed. Fez is available right now on the Nintendo eShop. There is no game. Wrong Dimensions is available right now. Weavering Tides coming in May. Labyrinth City was announced. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals will be coming in 2021. And then last but certainly not least, Nintendo is holding a Indie World sale right now on their eShop. So go buy them video games. And that is everything for this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly podcast. I hope you have enjoyed another gaming related podcast of goodness fingers crossed you have enjoyed it very muchly indeed i most certainly have enjoyed recording this week's episode i hope you have an awesome week slash weekend and i will catch you very shortly in the next episode but as always until then ghostly out